Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey, everyone. So, look, I know that doing AMAs is kind of lazy. Um, I apologize. I just did not plan well. And yesterday, Thursday, was my late grandmother's memorial. And my brother and sister-in-law and nephew came in from Seattle and we rented a house at the shore so that my mom could come as well and my cousin from out of town could come and stay the weekend and it just got away from me. This week got away from me and I definitely do not have time to watch both episodes of Teen Mom. I was just going to watch one and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do an AMA. Um, it's currently Friday. I am sitting in the rented beach house, which is extremely nice. There's lots of room for us all. My dad has a place on here, but it's very, very small. Definitely talked about this before. And we, like my brother was going to just like find somebody to stay with but I thought it would just be better if we rented a place and that way my mom could come as well it's my dad's mother that passed away and so it's been really nice but I still have to put up a podcast because there are ads running this week so I figured I would just do a quick AMA it'd be easy to do I had to uh, do something for school anyway so I'm back at the house like I we were at the beach it's actually it was cold out this morning it rained last night but right now it's like really beautiful and 75 and nice so we were at the beach for a little bit the water's so warm I went swimming and then I had to come back to do stuff for my internship anyway so I figured I would pop on here talk for 45 minutes to an hour and then we'd just be done with our AMA so sorry for lazy programming (laughs) I know I know it's lazy but you know doing a podcast every week is hard it's just hard guys it's hard you know life is just so hard (laughs) and like I said I was gonna recap it but honestly I just like really don't feel like watching the episodes and or one episode and taking notes and I got a bunch of questions on Instagram or at least enough that I don't have to recap (laughs) so here we are I um I'm having a nice vacation it's Really nice for my little nephew to be here. I haven't seen them since 2019 or like, yeah, the end of 2019. So it's been quite a while and, but it's really nice. We like talked to him on Skype and stuff. So he knows who I am. My nephew's four and he saw the ocean for the first time, which was so precious. And tonight we're going to go ride the rides at the little amusement park is not the right word for it I think it calls itself an amusement park but that's not it's not the correct word for it but like the arcade there's like I mean a bunch of arcades it's a beach right but like there's this one arcade that has rides it's called Fantasy Island so we're gonna go to Fantasy Island and ride the rides and it's just really nice we had bagels and donuts this morning so it's been a fun day and the memorial was very nice it's at a church here uh my grandma like was Christian and she went to church at home a lot but never really went to church when she was down here but it was at a church that um our family friend was the do the Episcopalians call their preachers priests I don't know but <laughs> there's like a church in town that everybody here goes to basically and uh I've been there because our family friend was like the pastor whatever it is for a long time I was friends with their daughters and they have a playground there so we would play there a lot and now my grandma is gonna have a little like what is it called I mean she was cremated but like she's gonna have a little block where her ashes are and then we had a nice lunch at um a restaurant across the street that my dad's best friend owns and that I worked at for a while so it was really nice it was fine no family drama it was a good time and now we're having a nice weekend so let's answer some questions let's just chat we'll get back to teen mom next week And yeah, I hope everybody enjoys this. If you want to hear more of me talking about non-Patreon things, non-Patreon things, non-teen mom things, you should come to my Patreon. Uh, This week I did Ladies of London. Next week is going to be Charlie D'Amelio. I think the week after that I'm going to do an episode on Bam Margera and like Viva La Bam. 
I think that will be coming up. Um, I'm also going to do an episode on Unorthodox soon. I forgot that I was going to do that, but I'm going to do that because I saw Unorthodox got a season two. And then I remember that I haven't done a Patreon episode on it yet. So yeah, come to Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Join me, listen to me over there, and let's answer some of these questions. I had a bunch of people ask me if I was going to recap the spinoff thing that's happening. And yeah, I mean, I plan to. Do I guarantee I will be recapping it? No. For those that don't know, MTV is doing like a Teen Mom spinoff for reasons I'm not quite sure about but (laughs) but they are doing uh basically they took cast members from all three shows I believe it is Macy and Amber from Team Mom OG no Mackenzie McKee for some reason which is weird but Macy and Amber uh Jade Brie Brittany DeJesus Ashley Kaya Kayla I think are there doing like some therapy type show apparently Rachel Beaver was like supposed to go and then they told her last minute she couldn't go because she couldn't drink even though it's not like a drinking show and also like isn't Kaya like is Kaya old enough to drink oh I think the other Brie maybe as well maybe there as well I don't I'm a little confused as to why Rachel Beaver couldn't go and surprise Figaro showed up I guess she was there for like a day. So, yeah, I mean, I'm planned to recap it unless it sucks. I mean, <laughs> Teen Mom sucks in general, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm not totally sure what my plan is for that. But as of now, yes, I will be recapping it. Um, am I looking forward to seeing Fair on my screen? Yes, question mark. Um, here's the thing with Farrah currently. She's gone so off the rails, and I think there's some sort of cognitive issue that's happening. Like, I don't know if it's caused by drugs or mental health or what, that I'm not sure if it's funny what's going on with her. Like, it's funny. Like, it's funny, right? Like, the the stuff that she posts about, like, Harvard is funny, but it's also, like, sad and dark, and I'm not sure how that's going to read on screen. Apparently, Janelle is saying that she was invited. Um, the Ashley did an article on it, and Ashley claims that production called Janelle and kind of started asking her, like, would you possibly be interested in being involved? And apparently, Janelle immediately was like, well, I need David to come. And they're like, well, he absolutely cannot come on this show. And so she was demanding that he be put up somewhere nearby. And they were like, okay, bye. Because they obviously, like, David will not be part of this ever and they're not going to fly him anywhere and Janelle posted something on TikTok that like she was promised she would be on the show and she said yes and then she just never heard back but the Ashley's production source is basically saying like yeah we reached out to her we were interested but immediately she was insisting on David coming and so we said no which to me is totally believable right like that sounds exactly right that she decided That the only way that she would be involved is if David could come. Because why would Janelle, you know, take a business... Why would Janelle not ruin a business opportunity for her shitty-ass husband? (laughs) I kind of wish Janelle would be on the show. Does that make me a bad person? Sure. Probably. But I would would like to see Janelle. Like, if we're going to have Farrah on here, fucking put Janelle in here. You know? Put Janelle in here. All right. um, My next question is... What area of social work are you interested in? Therapy, policy, case management, etc. So I thought I wanted to be a therapist, but I really very much am interested in macro work and policy. I really like the idea of working in reproductive healthcare justice policy. I think that would be incredible. I really like social just like working on social justice issues and working on community issues versus just like micro work as it's called like one-on-one work so I thought I wanted to be a therapist but now I'm pretty sure I want to go into macro work so that's probably where I'll end up it's like what my internship is this year but we'll see I'm not totally sure that's part of the reason I went for the MSW instead of a counseling degree because I want to have options Okay, Elise asks, do you think Macy's drinking will become a problem? This is hard to say. Um, Macy drinks a lot, right? Like, I've definitely talked about this. Like, Macy, as Macy's drinking is presented on the show, whatever that means. So does that mean that Macy drinks too much? Does it mean that the show just happens to show her drinking a lot? I think that drinking 
could end up becoming problematic. I think she drinks a lot more than most people based on what we see on television. She is drunk a lot. She drinks at moments that I'm like, why is she having a drink? And I don't consider myself to be a prude about drinking. I'm not one of those people that got sober and then judges everybody else for drinking. But I do think at least as we see on the show, it seems like she drinks a lot and that could definitely become an issue. Like why, you know what I mean? Like why wouldn't it be possible to be an issue? But I definitely do try and like remember that we, (laughs) we only see what's shown on the show. And I don't know, maybe it, it is possible she doesn't drink that much. It just like happens to look like she does on the show. So I really don't want to make like a definitive answer there. I don't think like from what we see that Macy's an alcoholic. I just think that she drinks a lot. Like I, I, I think her and Taylor drink a lot. Like every time they leave the house, they seem to drink every time they're in the house they're They drink every single time they're on camera, essentially, no matter the time of day, what event they're doing, they seem to always be drinking. And so, yeah, I've, I think that absolutely could become a problem, but we'll see. Maybe it just never will. Maybe she'll always just be at this point where she's like having like three to four drinks a day, which is a decent amount to drink a week. (laughs) You know, it's like a decent amount of alcohol to have every day, but maybe it just like never really has serious negative consequences on her life and she'll just be functioning like that forever. And it will be great for her. No, but is it will be like mostly fine? Maybe. Okay. Um, Oh, that's nice. Danielle asked, what was the best part of your day? Definitely running around in the ocean with my nephew. Unfortunately, the riptide is really bad today. So my sister-in-law was a little like, don't bring him all the way in. (laughs) She didn't grow up at the beach like we did. So she's a little more nervous of the ocean than we are. It's interesting, like, um, because I grew up at the beach and on the boat and sailing and everything like that. I forget that, like, not everybody grew up like that. And they she didn't grow up at the beach and then also they don't live at the beach now so I'm like who cares just let him, like <laughs> I'm like no it's fine like I'm right here like my they, she was like on a walk or something my mom was like don't let him go so far in she said not to let him go so far in I'm like uh n- obviously it's totally fine I'm right here but then it's like well no like I like it's hard for me to realize that like not or not realize but hard for me to remember sometimes like not everybody grew up at the beach so I can be like well no like nothing's gonna happen to him but yeah when there's like a national advisory like don't go in the water (laughs) like there's a really bit like there's like a riptide advisory like don't swim at your own risk type of advisory and the lifeguards aren't on duty anymore so logically I'm like oh yeah that makes sense like we have to be careful with him but like my beach lizard brain is like throw him in the fucking water who cares <laughs> but running around with him in the water was definitely the most fun and hopefully tomorrow it won't be so he's also like never been swimming he's never seen the ocean and I think they go to the beach in Seattle but like to lakes I guess um so hopefully tomorrow it won't be so wavy that's <laughs> and he'll want to go in more okay Carolyn says, if you had to be a producer for a mom, which one would you pick? This is a great question. Um, I think so if I wanted like the most drama and I didn't care about how they treated me, I would say maybe Kale because I think when you can get Kale worked up and like really talking shit, it's probably super duper fun. But as far as like my everyday working conditions, probably... Macy, yeah. I bet Leah Messer is easy to work with. I would just want to be with somebody nice that like shows up and doesn't complain a lot. Oh, so Joey B asks, how's the internship going? It's going very well. Um, I'm not talking about it a ton online or on this podcast just because there are like three people for whatever reason that really fucking hate me and still follow a lot of stuff I do which I really don't say is a judgment because (laughs) look at me I have a podcast about things I hate um but I don't want anybody to I don't know to like feel like they need to figure out where I'm working and fuck it up somehow uh so I'm not talking about it that much online but I really like it I picked a I mean (laughs) I picked a great location but I kind of did my school like gave me a list of options the person in charge of setting up the internships like we went through all these options and I was like yeah that sounds great I want to work there and then I got hired here for the internship and I am really happy here it's cool I'm learning a lot which is awesome and I feel useful 
it's not like I'm getting real tasks to do. You know what I mean? It's not just bullshit. Okay. A smack life says, oh, do you think it's easier for the teen dads, Devoin, Joe, to get a redemption arc than the moms? A hundred percent. I mean, I think this is true IRL, right? Like I think we hold women, especially mothers to just like such higher standards than we do for men and fathers. But I think it's so, I mean, like Devon like is nice to Stella and like gives her a gift on her birthday and like takes her out for a meal like three times a year and people are like Devon is Stella's dad now like do you think I like people on Reddit are like I think Stella calls Devoin dad and I'm like that <laughs> like no it it's so wild I don't I don't get it I don't feel like that's something that I ascribe to this like easy redemption arc for dads but yeah for sure I think there are a couple things I think one it's just like our natural tendency to have the Barbie in hell when it comes to men and especially fathering like if a man like looks at his child for a minute a day we're like they're an incredible dad like we the standards are just so low when it comes to this type of thing so I think that's a big part of it obviously but I also think a really big part of it on teen mom is that we just don't see the dads nearly as much, right? Like, Devoin has a whole life outside of the show that we don't see. We've never even met his girlfriend on the show. Now, he claims that he doesn't want it to be that way, blah, 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 blah. But I think in reality, like, if we followed these dads as much as we followed the moms and saw the ins and out of their lives, we would hate them just as much as we hate the moms. But because we don't see them, it's, like, easy for us to create these narratives about them. I think especially... Because a lot of times the dads exist in opposition to the teen moms. And because as I've talked about a million times, like in fandoms, viewers need a good guy and a bad guy. And oftentimes we put the teen mom as the bad guy. So automatically the dad becomes the good guy. So it's easier for them to have this redemption arc. It sucks. But I think yes, 100% absolutely for sure. Okay. This one, I'm not really sure what this person is trying to say. It says, recent pictures of Janelle. She looks like Kristen Stewart, and he looks like Jaws from 007. I don't know who Jaws from 007 is. I guess it's somebody in James Bond. Oh, I okay. I guess what this person is trying to say, like, have you seen pictures of Janelle and David? She looks like Kristen Stewart. And yeah, Janelle does look like Kristen Stewart. Janelle's always looked like Kristen Stewart. She will say, like, she'll comment this occasionally, and then people on Reddit are like, are you fucking kidding me, you fucking stupid idiot cunt? She does not look anything like Kristen Stewart. How fucking dare she even say it? But, like, Janelle looks like Kristen Stewart. She always has. They both have defined chins. They have similar hair. Like, they're not identical twins, but especially, like, back in the day, like, Janelle looked like Kristen Stewart. That is a factual statement. <laughs> like, it. It's just a factual statement. It's not it's not a like a value judgment. It doesn't mean anything. It just is a, a truth that Janelle looks like her. And David is disgusted. Like David makes himself look as ugly as possible. I believe this to be true. Like David isn't inherently ugly. When you look at pictures of him from when he first got together with Janelle, he's cute enough. He's not I don't think he's like hot, but he's not ugly, but he like shaves his head bald and then like shaves off his mustache and just has a fucking beard like he's an Amish man he makes himself look so ugly in a way that I don't know why he does it I really don't know why he does it I've seen some speculations that it's like part of him abusing Janelle is making himself look ugly but I think it has more to do with like trolling the internet he's such a whack job oh god I can't believe David is still around isn't that wild that she's still with him isn't it so sad that she went back with him after she left him that one time? What a shame. When was that? In 2019? Yeah, I think that sounds right. Correct? Because in 2018 is when they lost the kids. Like when Kaiser, when Doris wouldn't give Kaiser back. So 2019 is when they like lost the kids from CPS. And then later that year is when she left him, right? Isn't that what happened? Time is truly a flat circle and means nothing but David makes himself so ugly Ugh, he's so gross Janelle is Janelle I mean she's killing it on TikTok so like good for her I guess god she she like post stuff and 
the fact that so many people on TikTok genuinely like her is mind boggling to me. But I just need to remind myself that like the reality is a lot of people have not kept up with Teen Mom or Janelle or any of that bullshit. So when they see her on TikTok, they're like, oh, my God, like your life, you live on this huge piece of property. You have all of these kids with you. Like you have a husband. You seem so happy. You're doing so good compared to where you were. It's easy to be fooled by her, I think, if you have not kept up with every horrible thing. And also, like, I mean, I think the dog killing is, like, pretty universally bad. But a lot of people are racist Trumpers, like she is, and have the same terrible beliefs that she does. And a lot of them are on TikTok. So when I'm like, I can't believe anybody would ever like her, I have to remember that, like, there are a lot of people with the same beliefs as her, including people probably on the cast that they just are smart enough not to scream about it. By the way, Corey, um, not Leah's Corey, Cheyenne's Corey, tweeted that he is not vaccinated and is not getting to go to the challenge reunion because of it. He deleted it really quick, but like, <laughs> get vaccinated, guys. Go to vaccines.gov and find out where you can get a vaccine. Like, giving up money because you don't want to get vaccinated is so nonsensical to me. It's so nonsensical to me. I, I, as I've said, I'm the opposite of an anti-vaxxer. I want two booster shots. I'd like one in each arm, preferably. And so like I read this stuff from Corey that's saying like MTV won't let me come film, which I'm assuming means he's not making money for it, right? Like if you don't show up to the reunion, like you don't get paid for it. I just, I wonder, oh, so Kayla's not been filmed. Okay. I don't know if this is still true, but around the end of August, Kayla said that she wasn't filming anymore. And the Ashley, I guess, confirmed it and it did, wasn't really known why. And then now a lot of people are speculating that maybe MTV won't film with her because she's not vaccinated. I'm not quite sure if that would be true for a show like Teen Mom. I find it hard to believe that every person in the Teen Mom world that's filming is vaccinated. Well, we know Mackenzie McKee isn't vaccinated, so that can't be true, right? Like we know for, I mean, Mackenzie believes that people shed, like vaccine shed. Oh my god, the shedding. <laughs> I want a vaccine shed on people. <laughs> maybe maybe COVID will stop. Like if, vac- said sh- if vaccine shedding worked, we'd probably be in a better position. But I don't I don't think that's true. I saw a lot of people commenting like they think that that's the case that Kale's not filming because she's not vaccinated, but I would guarantee you like a lot of people on Team Mom are not vaccinated. Plus none of the kids are vaccinated. None of the 12 kids like under kids that are under the age of 12 aren't vaccinated so I wonder how like I know Sophie is vaccinated I know Jace is vaccinated I wonder if Leah Shirley is I'm not sure there are that many other 12 year olds in the team mom orbit I don't think any of the well I guess Jace is 12 but I think most of the kids are not 12 yet so that'll be curious I'm assuming Isaac will not be vaccinated Ay 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 kale All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll answer some more questions. Okay, Nicole Marie says, not Team Mom related, but you mentioned the Wife Swap Murder podcast. Did I? Mm, I don't know if I mentioned that, but there is an episode of Wife Swap where it went like later the kids end up murdering the parents or a kid ends up murdering the parents. I think that's what it is. Um, I haven't watched that episode, but Cara Berry, I believe on her Patreon did do an episode on it. So if you're interested in that, I don't, I'm sure if you Google wife swap murder case, like the episode will come up. They just put wife swap on Hulu in case you didn't know. So if you're interested in that, you should sign up for Kara's Patreon, everyone's business but mine, and listen to her episode on it. Okay. People ask me this a lot. Lisa Poirier asks, who do you think the next to be fired or quit from any of the T-Mom shows is? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to say. Like, I guess kale might quit it's like hard for me to imagine any of them quitting because they all need the money and as far as getting fired like I don't know I don't I think it is really hard to get fired from teen mom I think it's really not easy to get fired from teen mom so I guess maybe kale I mean 
I know Macy seems like a choice. Like people think Macy will quit, but I really don't think Macy's going to quit. I think Macy really has no desire to get another job, which like truly who could blame her? Um, Kale, I don't think she can afford, like I don't think any of them can afford to quit. So it's hard for me to answer. There would have to be like some crazy circumstance that happens. And if that happens, then I think I'd have a better judgment on it. But like as of now, no one. Like, my answer is nobody's going to quit, and I don't really see anybody getting fired either. Okay. Emily asked, do I keep up with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Erica Jane, question mark, need your take. I do. This has been a fun, fun, fun season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, finally, after, like, 18 seasons of badness. What do I think about Erica Jane? I mean, (laughs) okay. I think that Erica... I don't think Erica knew as much as some people want to believe that she knew. I think Erica, similarly to Teresa Judice, signed a lot of stuff without knowing what it was um, because she trusted her husband. But at the same time, like, I think that that doesn't matter necessarily. Like, you can't sign shit, right? Like, if you sign something, like, you should know what it is because once your signature is on there, like, you are taking responsibility for it. As far as, like, why Erica's still filming, I'm a little, I don't really get it. It confuses me. I guess she needs the money. I mean, I would imagine she's probably making two hundred and fifty to $500,000 a year on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So that's quite a lot of money. And it funds her life. I know I've seen a lot of people being like, I don't understand how she's still funding her life. And it's like, babe, from the reality television show she's starring on that you're watching. <laughs> Like, yes, she may not have enough for private planes, but she's probably making $500,000 plus a year uh, between Beverly Hills and Instagram. Like, that's enough to keep her in a decent house, you know? Like, that's making oh, way more than most of us make. So I think that Erica is a snake. <laughs> I think she didn't quite know the extent of it. I think it was like a don't ask, don't tell for all intents and purposes. I do think that she has terrible, terrible, like, self-awareness. I don't understand what she's doing on the internet. I don't understand any of her tweets. I understand that she can't, like, come out and be like, I'm so sorry, babe. Like, my B, I'm going to give everyone back because you can't do that. But, like, you also have to get online and be like, I'm totally innocent. It's wild to me, like, how she doesn't seem to understand, like, how bad she looks and how the audience wants her to have compassion and yet she seems to refuse to have compassion. Um, I will say like the worst part of me understands her not giving back the money. (laughs) You know, she's like fighting not to give back the money. I get it. I get that. I think that's a normal legal strategy. I think for the most part, most people would try really hard not to give back the money and the things. I'm sorry. Maybe that makes me a bad person. But like a sane person like would not continue on this show. And if they did, they would act like I get like she does not need to come out and be like, I'm a supervillain. Like I apologize to all of the victims, but she could at least try and act like a little sorry. (laughs) Like I'm curious to see what happens at the reunion. I'm kind of worried that everybody's buckling under her. I'm worried that Sutton won't be able to find her voice at the reunion and like really go after her I also think it hurts that like the cast seems to like her like including Garcelle and Crystal I I bring them up just because like the Fox Force 5 or whatever they call themselves like Dorit and Kyle and Lisa Renna like we kind of know they're not gonna flip on her but like I want the other women to flip on her and Sutton we know is but it's I don't I just don't really see I don't see Erica getting the dragging that we all want. And so I think after the reunion, we're like not going to be satisfied. And then we're going to be really angry that she's on next season. Apparently, they're going to start filming for season whatever. The next season is 13 or whatever in October, which is incredibly soon with the same cast. Like there's no cast toner turnover. I don't know how true that is, but I'm guessing that Erica will absolutely be back next season. And I think that if she doesn't get the dragging that we want her to get, people are going to get really fucking mad, which I understand. I think Erica is like becoming a example of 
the type of reality star we hate so much, which is somebody that's not being held accountable. Like we as viewers, we as in me, Elizabeth Bentley, hate watching people not be held accountable for things. It's like this justice boner I have. What's that Myers-Briggs personality thing? Like the justice one? Like that's definitely me. I need to see people get justice. It drives me fucking insane when they don't. And I think like the longer Erica stays on the show and doesn't get the dragging that I think she deserves, like the more angry it's going to make me. But yeah, I think that Erica's fucked. I But I will say I do believe that Tom has dementia. Like he looks like shit. Every time they show him somewhere, I'm like, <gasps> he looks really bad. Like when paparazzi pictures come out, I'm like, he looks really fucking bad. Really, really, really bad and scary. Um, He's also like in his mid 80s, like people get dementia. <laughs> I also think that's kind of why everything came crashing down pretty quick is like he for a long time, he's been under suspicion. You know what I mean? And like there's been shady shit going on with him for quite a long time. But I think he has been able to kind of like keep all the balls in the air juggling. And then I think when the dementia happened, he like could no longer do it. And I think if he genuinely has dementia, then he needs to go to a home and probably won't be held accountable for his crimes. And I personally think that's OK. If somebody has dementia, you can't really if they're not cognitively able to stand trial, then they can't be held accountable for their crimes. But Erica's just she sucks like and I feel vindicated because I've never liked Erica you can probably go back and listen to me talk about Real Housewives and on my Patreon or other people's podcasts or I'm sure even on this show Feathers in My Hair and I've said I don't like Erica it's like she's doing a character I don't even want to say drag because there's artistry to drag and so I don't think that's fair but I've never liked character character I've never liked Erica I always felt like she was just mimicking the gay men around her she dresses and acts a certain way because she pays people to help her look and act like that and it's just fake and everybody was like obsessed with Erica Jane and thought she's like the fiercest bitch to ever exist and I just never felt that way so I'm feeling real told you so moment but I also do want to like caution people to remember that this is like a legal process and legal shit takes a really long time and a lot of time the outcomes are not what we want them to be oh and that Ronald what's his name Ron Richards is that I think that's his last name or is that just Kyle's last name and I'm like confusing them I do think his name is Ron Richards he is an attorney that's representing some of the victims I believe and he is like such a fame whore in this crazy way and he's always tweeting about the Real Housewives and, like, tweeting about Erica. And I think he sucks. Like, he sucks. I do not like him. I think that he is, like, such a clout chaser. I think his obsession with Erica is weird. It's just weird. So, yeah, Erica sucks. But I do think that she did not know quite as much as she did, like, as as we think that she may have. And we'll see what ends up happening with her. Okay. Um... Emily also asked, do you think Josh Duggar will actually be held accountable to time? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. Speaking of obviously content warning here, I'm about to talk about, um, child abuse. So this there, uh, okay. How do I want to explain this? There was a thing going around. There was a motion that his counsel filed where they are asking for pictures of his hands that was taken at the time of his arrest to be excluded. Now, people have taken this motion and ran with it. I sometimes get Duggar TikTok videos, even though I I hate pop culture on TikTok for the most part. I, for the most part, don't want to see pop culture stuff on TikTok because everybody's stupider than I am. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. But I I just don't, I don't know. I feel, it all feels very baby's first like pop culture moment and I don't like it. But I keep getting TikToks where people are talking about these hand pictures and they're like, this means that the feds want these hand, these pictures of Josh's hands because they prove that he was like manufacturing childhood sexual assault materials. He was like responsible for some of it being made and they found it on his system and blah, 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 blah. Because they misread, like when the feds responded to this motion, they said that the reason that they need the hand pictures is because the hand pictures tie him to the phone. And what that means is that on the phone, 
there are pictures of his hands, which prove that he used that phone around the time that the childhood sexual assault materials were accessed. So basically, like his defense is going to be like, that wasn't actually Josh that was using this because they don't have a video of him like actively searching and use like searching for the stuff and using this phone. So they're going to try and pin it on somebody else for reasonable doubt. But I'm assuming that there's like some sort of picture of his hands on his phone that the da- the metadata or whatever it's called in the picture shows that it the picture was taken like on that phone at this time at the car lot location where they said that it was used and where the information like was downloaded. That was the location. And people are saying that it means that he actually, no, that's not what it means. What it means is that he's making the the CP and it's like, well, no, an accurate reporting matters. And like, it just drives me nuts because like when that happens, people start to speculate about which child they think it is that he was using to make the child sexual assault materials. And it's like, these are real people. These are real fucking children. So stop speculating over which one you think it is. It's so gross. And I like comment on someone's TikTok. I'm like, this isn't what it's saying. I explained what it was saying. I was like, and it's messed up that you're like misreporting this. And someone was like, what? Does it matter? Like, why are you defending Josh? And it's like, I'm not defending Josh. The truth is disgusting enough. I'm defending the people around him who have no involvement in this, who now people are speculating are involved in some childhood sexual assault materials on his phone. Oh, it just drives me. It drives me up a wall. Um, I think Josh will plead out. I know people think that he won't because he's a narcissist or something. I don't know. People have these like wild ideas. Uh, I'll talk about this in a minute, but somebody asked about like the Gabby Petito case and people are like, well, he, there's no way Brian Laundrie killed himself because he's a narcissist and narcissists don't kill themselves. And it's like, yeah, they do. <laughs> like, what? And they're like, narcissists don't take plea deals. And it's like, well, they do like they they do so I don't know people have this idea that like Josh absolutely will not take a plea deal but I find it incredibly unlikely that this will go to trial but even if it does go to trial Josh will be going to prison I do not see a world in which Josh does not go to prison I don't like he will be held accountable for this which is good as he should be you know as he should be okay Uh, she also asked me to please start watching 90 day fiance no (laughs) nope I will not I have tried in the past one it's just not very good and two it's like 18 hours a week I can't do it same reason I won't watch bachelor like I can't do multiple episodes in a week like when I try to watch 90 day fiance that shit was on every day I was like I can't do it I just I can't okay Maria who you guys should check out her jewelry at Sienna Moon Jewelry I'm obsessed with it asked me what my go-to cheesecake factory order is which is four cheese pasta I love four cheese pasta it's so good I don't know why it's so good it just is okay now do says have you bought any of the team on products like Kale's pothead hair care no, I've not. I do have Kale's coloring book, which was a gift to me. Um, my friend Billy had a a Things That Matter shirt that was actually pretty nice. It was one of like their leather pocket t-shirts. It was cute. He looks good in it. Um, I don't know if I would ever buy one. It didn't really seem worth it. But no, I don't think I'm anti. And I bought some of their books, like their regular books. I don't think I'm anti necessarily buying Teen Mom products. I just... There has not been a Teen Mom product at all that I've been interested in buying. Like, I pothead hair care is a no for me. CBD oil, I don't believe, actually does anything for your hair. So, no. I haven't, but not because of, like, some moral stand. I just don't think any of them have ever had good products. (laughs) You know, like, I don't see a need to buy any of them, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay, um... Somebody asked when I expected to graduate from my MSW program, which is May 2023. I'm in my second of third years. Okay. Uh, Nine Dawn B. Macy Zero asks, which of the married teen moms do you think will divorce first? This is a very interesting question. Um, I don't know. Who's married on this show? Not that many of them are married, right? Like, Macy is married. Chelsea's married. She's not on the show anymore. Oh, Mackenzie McKee. Mackenzie McKee is the answer to that. 
100% Mackenzie McKee's answer that. I think she has filed for divorce before. <laughs> um okay 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 am I still doing merch yes I just am lazy and don't know how to do merch (laughs) yeah I really I'm gonna work on that in the month of October should I get some merch out for Christmas girlies (laughs) no I really do want to do merch I just don't really understand how somebody does merch but I really do want to sell it I have put zero time or effort into figuring out how to do it. What I really want to happen is Princess to make merch and then she can tell me exactly how she did it and then I can just copy the way that she did hers and do mine. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of uh, Gabby Petito, is that how you say her name? Somebody asked my thoughts on her case and the lack of coverage for uh, women of color or people of color missing and murdered persons um okay so uh, this case has been like the worst example of true crime that I've seen in a while if you guys listen to my patreon I have talked a lot on there about my thoughts on true crime in general I have always been interested in true crime my mom is really interested in true crime so I've just been like interested in it for as long as I can remember the Jean Benet case is like one of the first real news stories I remembered we were in Mexico for Christmas that year and like my mom but I was I mean I don't know how old I was I was in maybe third grade and my mom bought me like every tabloid that Jean Benet was on so I could like read all about it I like some true crime podcasts I like true crime tv I like true crime books I like true crime but I have been grappling with the like the exploitative nature of true crime recently and just like how I mean, here's the reality. Like, having a show called My Favorite Murder is fucked up. It is. I understand why it's called that way. You can have a million defenses. Like, the reality is, is like, that's a fucked up name to have for a show, right? Laughing about true crime is, like, fucked up, even though I definitely do it. I follow true crime. Like, I'm trying to examine my role in, like, liking true crime and what that means. And it's hard. And I don't really know how you consume true crime without it being exploitative. Um, How do you say that word? It's I'm saying it exploitative, but it's exploitive. I don't know. But like, I don't know how to do that. And I've so I've been noticing a lot lately, just like the just how gross a lot of true crime content can be. And like, watching people speculate over Gabby like it's a TV show has just been like so off-putting to me um people say really wild shit I'm sad that like I'm sad that she's passed I'm relieved for her family in some ways that they found the body I think Brian obviously did it I kind of think he may be dead I'm not sure if this is coming up I'm recording this Friday by the way who knows by Sunday what the case will look like I have kind of suspected he was dead since his parents called an FBI whenever that or the police whenever that was last week, I guess. I will say the one thing that confused me is that I've seen a lot of people be like, how come immediately his parents didn't call 911 when she didn't come back with him? But I feel like if I had been living with my boyfriend and my parents, we went on a long trip. I came back with the van, even if I didn't technically own it. And I was like, hey, we broke up. We got into a huge fight. I took the van because she doesn't want to drive the van. She drove back to her parents. I'm here. I don't want to talk about it. Like, we're not talking about it anymore. It was really bad. We got into a huge fight. The police came. It's been bad. Like, my parents probably wouldn't ask questions anyway. Or either. I mean, obviously, once his, like, her parents started reaching out to his, like, that's when they go into shady fucked up and shitty for not answering them. Like, that's disgusting. I just don't, like, I don't think a lot of what they did is that suspicious honestly I don't like I think people are like over examining every single little detail and looking for malice in a lot of places where there may not be any but I I hope that they find him alive and then he pleads guilty or yeah I mean I hope that's what happened but I kind of think that he's not alive personally oh I feel very bad for her family and then as far as it goes in regards like how we don't talk about other missing people by other I mean like women of color especially especially black and indigenous women I mean that's just America right like we like pretty blonde women we do um I 
don't want to rail on about this because I don't think I necessarily give nearly enough space to missing women of color. Um, So I think it's kind of hypocritical for me to sit up here and like rail about how we're not paying attention to them because I don't think I'm paying attention enough to it either. But I do think that it speaks to the bigger issue in true crime, which is like that we have this whole genre that basically relies on us monetizing and following the deaths of interesting crime stories and caring about interesting crime stories but the rest of them were like okay good luck like don't want to hear about it it's fucked up it sucks it sucks that like one person for really no other reason except for the fact that she's blonde and pretty and it's not because of YouTube guys because she wasn't she had one YouTube video she had less than a thousand followers on her Instagram like she was not a social like she was not an influencer you know, she wanted to be an influencer, but she was not an influencer. So it's not like she was already some famous influencer who went missing. Like, we care about this because she's pretty and blonde. And like, that's the main. And then and then, of course, that like his like there's the the laundry family of it all and like Brian being shady and blah, blah, blah. But like the reason the story got a ton of attention is because of how she looks. And I think denying it would be silly and people can come up with a million other reasons but that's why it got so much attention. And I just think that like, I think that it speaks to obviously like systemic racism and injustice in this country, but it also speaks like the way that we consume true crime and like what we're looking for in true crime stories. And for me, it's like, I think probably what matters more is like the other news stories that we're not paying attention to. So those are my thoughts on it. They're not that deep. I don't think I'm saying much different than most people, but it's a little rundown. Okay. Um, do you think that Amber will follow through with school and get her degree? Mm, no, I don't think so. Um, I hope she does because I think it would be good for her. I think going to school is good for her. I think it's probably good for her to have something to do every day. But no, I don't I don't see that to be a thing that happens. Um, OK, so Jess asked, what do you. Oh, sorry. That's about the spinoff show. I already talked about that. She says, and all right, guesses on who is vaccinated since it turns out Corey sucks. Um, I think that like a, it's probably like a 50 50 shot on who's vaccinated and who's not. OK, um, do you plan to leave the PA area after school is over? No, that doesn't mean I'm going to be in PA forever, but I don't have plans to leave currently I like it where I live okay uh somebody else asked my thoughts on Stassi and Bo um I haven't thought about Stassi or Bo in quite a while I don't follow them on social media I think Stassi's like an absolute fucking monster like I think she's such a bad person that are we on a male witch hunt podcast will be seared into my brain forever I will never forgive that in my entire life it is one of the most disgusting things that's ever existed. I think she is a racist, anti-Semitic piece of shit. Complete. Like, I think Saucy is a genuinely terrible, awful person. And so I think Belle is as well by association. And they named their baby fucking Hartford Charlie Rose, which is truly one of the worst names of all times. Charlie Rose is a uh, notorious sexual harasser. Hartford is a city in Connecticut. I just... I don't get it. Um, I do see she's back on Patreon and probably making a shit ton of money because her Patreon level is like $9 a month. And I would imagine she has at least two to 5,000 people signed up for $9 a month. So I'm sure she's doing quite well over there. Quite, quite well. But I fucking hate Stassi. And as a result, I hate Belle. I'm really, really glad that she's not going to be on Vanderpump Rules. She sucks. She was like fun in the first season, but she sucks. Because she also wants to know if I've seen The Circle. Yeah, I watched most of season one of The Circle, the U.S. version, and I did not like it. I like the idea of it, but there were a lot of issues. Like, one, the the repetitiveness of the way that they talked to Circle was drove me up a fucking wall. I could not stand how we were just hearing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And then I also didn't like how there was, like, I didn't understand how people won. <laughs> like people were voted out and I was like cool 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 get it but then new people would be brought in and I'm like well what like the circle should be like survivor you know where like 
you leave, but new, like you leave and then you leave, like then there are less people. I don't, I just, I don't get the circle. And so since I didn't really like season one and gave up on season one, I have not watched season two. I think I just saw there's a season three out. Um, I did see they're doing Tiger King season two, which I'm confused about. I'm guessing probably around like the drama of him possibly getting a pardon from Trump, which we all know now didn't happen. Um, I don't know. Do we need a season? I don't think we need a season two of Tiger King, but I guess if people, if it's decent, I might give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see. I'm kind of like, do do we need that? I don't think we need that. Okay. What's the best Housewives franchise and why? Hmm. That's a good question. I think the best Housewives franchise is Real Housewives of Potomac because they all are funny. First of all, they're all very funny. They're all friends enough with each other that there can be constantly changing alliances. Um, I like that they're, for the most part, all able to get into a room together, even if they don't like one another. Um, Yeah, that's my like so far Potomac has just been good 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 the cast still feels like it has a lot of longevity left in it and like they could have a few more seasons just with this cast I think overall all of the seasons of all the shows I think Atlanta probably might be my other favorite because I just it's so funny and I feel like it's consistently good even though it's had like a couple of dull seasons Okay, um, what is your dream sponsorship? Which of the teen moms would you sponsor would you love? Um, does this mean, <laughs> like, my first thought is, like, does this mean, like, podcast sponsorship? But, like, when it says, which of the teen mom sponsors would you love? I'm like, does that mean AA? <laughs> I don't think it means AA. My dream sponsorship for this show um, is stamps.com because I use stamps.com every day and have been for like six years. And I just think stamps.com is incredible. Oh, stamps.com and audible because obviously I use audible all the time as well. Those would be like my ultimate gets as far as podcast ads. Um, and I'm not really sure what you mean by like teen mom sponsors, like teen mom products. I guess I would like things that matter to sponsor me. Uh, all right, guys. I know this is an extremely short episode. I must never do episodes under an hour, but you know, I'm just glad I didn't take this week off. I hope you guys are too. We'll be back next week. If you want more Liz Bentley, because this was just too short, go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I have about 18,000 million hours of content over there that you can listen to. And I hope everybody has a nice week and I'm going to go enjoy my family, my family weekend. Okay. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.